Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Yeah, that was a solid line on your part. That was a very solid line. It's true, though. Yes. I mean, which would LeBron rather... Well, listen, would he rather keep his hair or get rid of Russell Westbrook if he had his choice? Get rid of Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I think he'd yeah, go bald. Because if he could get rid of Russell Westbrook, that means he could free up about, well, enough room for another max player. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, just philosophically, I could I could deal with going bald finally, as he should. He should just welcome it and embrace it. And Listen, if he could get to five championships, I think that would mean a lot to LeBron James. I think so, too. Yeah. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. If Jerry Jones could get to one more championship, that would be nice. You know, one without uh, Jimmy Johnson or Barry Switzer or, you know, all the players that Jimmy Johnson picked. Here is Jerry earlier today uh, on 105.3 The Fan. Or, I'm sorry, this was his show yesterday i can't keep track of all of his uh, radio shows that he does he pops on uh on when dak <laughs> could return to the cowboys i do know that i think after a good airing out last week everybody recognizes that he'll be back sooner rather than later as far as the timeline and uh, it uh, really could be a, a minimal of two weeks up here uh, in my mind now that's very optimistic. He's got the, uh, the kind of repair there that will allow him not to have a lot of fear about re-injuring. It's just a question of the grip. But it's a big question. Can I ask a question? What's up? Why why continue to talk about when Dak is coming back? Why continue to lay out timelines and expectations and this is optimistic and this is not? and all? Like, we just usually, when somebody gets hurt, we talk about it's going to be this or this, and then mm-hmm. we might expand on it mm-hmm. a little bit later. But that's it. It's not week to week when it comes to something like this. Yet Jerry is talking about it every single week, trying to set something up, and I don't understand what's what's gained by it. He must be manifesting, Carlin. If I just speak it I into guess, existence, but can't you just, it's going to happen. Can't you just speak it into existence privately? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Listen, the way that Cooper Rush is playing, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that you can beat the Giants on Sunday night and you can beat the Commanders the following week. Right, Carlin? It's not. If no. Cooper Rush plays within the structure of the offense and Micah Parsons continues to look like the best defensive player in all of football, check that. If Micah Parsons continues to look like the best player in football, period, then your team is going to have a chance. And that's all you can ask for once Dak Prescott gets back. Have a chance to compete for your division. Have a chance to get to the postseason. They ain't got a murderer's row when it comes to their strength of schedule. Once they get past, I think, a couple of road games with the Los Angeles Rams and the Philadelphia Eagles, the schedule lightens up a little bit. So maybe you could be talking about the Dallas Cowboys potentially going on a little bit of a second-half run. And that's what you're hoping happens as this team gets healthier. Because you got to remember, Michael Gallup is coming back at some point. Tyron Smith is going to come back at some point in the second half of this season. That's what you have to hold on to. Can your defense keep this team afloat until Dak and the rest of the pack get healthy? Listen, I know I said they're done, and I still believe that. Yep. But to your point, after they go to the Rams in Philly, listen to this stretch. Mm. Detroit and Chicago at home. Yep. Then they go to Green Bay, and they go to Minnesota. Yep. But then it's home for the Giants, home for the Colts, who right now look like they're going to be terrible. Home for Houston at Jacksonville. Wow. Wow. 
That's a stretch. And, 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 and then one, the and then Philly at home, followed by Tennessee and Washington. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. The second half of the schedule is a lot more manageable. That's not that manageable. That, that's that's an easy street. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying you sh- and you should be getting healthier at that time of year. So yeah. it's not. It's not over for the Cowboys. Now, you and I still believe that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win this division. Yeah. We still believe that. Mm-hmm. But I can't dismiss the Cowboys as a division contender, and I certainly can't dismiss them as a playoff contender. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Let me not say playoff contender, a, a, a team well, vying for a playoff spot. That's where I want to go for yeah. a second. We yeah. are presented by Progressive Insurance. Um, so what does that mean? For Mike McCarthy at this point, does winning the division, if they are able to beat the Eagles, is that enough for him to keep his job? Or is it we have to go far in the playoffs? Well, according to Michael Irvin, who's as plugged into the Dallas Cowboys as anybody, he said that Mike McCarthy has to make it to the conference championship game. Otherwise, it's adios. Mm. And I tend to agree with him. I mean, mean, are you going to run it back with Mike McCarthy for a fourth season? If he's fallen short of the championship expectations that your team set and a big part of why you went out and hired him in the first place, remember, everybody was like, Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy. Why? Because he had a Super Bowl ring on his resume. Mm -hmm. Never mind the fact that Aaron Rodgers helped him deliver that Super Bowl ring. Mm -hmm. But because he had that is why Jerry Jones felt comfortable in going that direction because the Cowboys are in win-now mode. And they didn't want to break in a head coach trying to figure out how to be a head coach. Let's tie that in, though, with a little nugget from today. Okay. Sean Payton uh, was quoted as saying, if the right situation presented itself, yeah, I could see myself returning to coaching. Duh. We, we know he's coming back to coach, right? He's going to be a head coach in 2023. I'm just saying that based off of that comment today. Yeah. Here's the problem. Is Jerry going to allow himself to go away from uh, Mike McCarthy, thank you, sir, may I have another, I'll do whatever you want me to do, to Sean Payton, who is not going to do that. I mean, he's done it before, Yes, but is he willing to do it again? Is it just all about winning for Jerry, or is it about winning Jerry's way? <sighs> See, that's that's a problem that this is a, this well, is Car- a real well, question. Well, Carlin, it's cyclical, right? Because he moved on from Jimmy Johnson once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Why did he move on from Jimmy Johnson? It wasn't because Jimmy Johnson forgot how to coach, right? It was because he wanted the credit. Okay, and Barry Switzer came in. They won a Super Bowl, and according to Troy Aikman, Barry Switzer was a bad babysitter. Mm -hmm. That's essentially what happened. A decade later, what'd they do? Hired Bill Parcells and allowed Bill Parcells to be the czar of that organization from personnel decisions to game planning to offensive and defensive coordinators, the entire staff, and Bill Parcells put together a dream team, right? Think about the head coaches that were on that staff. He had Sean Payton. He had Mike Zimmer. He had Anthony Lynn. He had Todd Haley. He had Tony Sperano. He had Todd Bowles. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, think about all of those coaches, Paul Pascaloni, who you know well. Like, he's had all of those guys on that staff. And and at that point, the Dallas Cowboys were a double-digit win team. In 2007, we were 13-3 and in the number one seed in the NFC. Fell short, but the point notwithstanding – Bill set them up for sustained success. And here we are, a little over a decade and a half later, you're talking about Jerry Jones having these head coaches as pushovers, now probably having to resort to hiring somebody in that czar role once again just because he's desperate enough to win a championship. Boy, 
uh, if you want, let's not spin around this, okay? Just Jer- say it. Jerry's 80s, in his 80s. He ain't buying green bananas. No. <laughs> no. So And Sean Payton is a Bill Parcells disciple. Let's not understate how important that is. Yep. And Sean's going to go do it his way. Yeah. And so you have to let him do it his way. You have to decide, Jerry, that winning is more important than credit. Yeah. I don't know if he's capable of doing that. Well, if he was, then Jimmy Johnson would be in the ring of honor. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, which is just another (laughs) absurdity after a couple of years ago when he said, yeah, we're going to get that done at Jimmy's Hall of Fame. How is Jimmy in the Hall of Fame, but he ain't in the Cowboys ring of honor? How is that possible? But but still not in it after Jerry said at the Hall of Fame, we're putting you in the ring of honor. How is that even possible? You know what? That's That's why they're not winning a Super Bowl. Because Jimmy Johnson is not in the ring of honor. It's the curse of Jimmy Johnson. Well, another playoff contender might be looking for a new head coach next year. We're going to tell you all about that. Yeah, but before we do that, I got to get this read from FanDuel. I was setting you up to do it. Absolutely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You miss Canty and Carlin. We were having discussions yesterday about the premier quarterbacks in the league who are really struggling right now. Yeah. And one of them that you really couldn't bring yourself to be convinced about was the guy in Denver. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So... Do you, are you really thinking at this point, and I, I heard you this morning, so I think I know the answer. Uh-oh. But are you really thinking at this point that the better days might, behind, might be behind Russ or not? Hell no. I didn't think so. No, I'm not buying into that. I didn't think so. No. But is Russ going to get this turned around, or is this going to be, if he does, he's going to be doing it in spite of what the head coach is doing right now? I don't know if he can do it, Carlin. And I go back to something that I heard Bill Belichick and Nick Saban say on a documentary called The Art of Coaching. And it was plain as day. Saban said, good players can't overcome bad coaching. Yeah. And that's exactly what Russell Wilson and that Broncos offense is dealing with under Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, not just the game management issues, but your head coach is the de facto play caller. He's talking about how he's getting plays in too late with not enough time at the play clock and allow Russell Wilson to do what he needs to do in terms of the pre-snap mechanics, diagnosing the defensive looks, and getting the team in the right play. That's a problem. And certain head coaches that are former play callers, they can't wear both hats, Carlin. 
You're seeing it around the National Football League. Hell, Nick Sirianni last year with the Eagles. Yep. The Eagles didn't get it turned around until Sirianni said, you know what, I'm going to chill on the play calling duties, hand that off to somebody else, and just be the guy that goes around and coaches the players and has the pulse of the team and manages the game. And they started running the football behind one of the best offensive lines in football. They were able to form an identity that led to them having success. Yep. All I'm simply saying is when you look at the Denver Broncos, there's no semblance of an identity. There's no semblance of an organization. Like, it just seems like it's a cluster, for lack of a better term. And until Nathaniel Hackett gets that figured out in terms of what he can do as a head coach and what he can't, until he understands his full capacity and his limitations, it's going to stunt the growth and development of what this Broncos team could be with Russell Wilson as their quarterback. So, I mean, you listen to Nathaniel Hackett talk about it, and it's, it's not a whole lot better than the actual situation is. When it comes to the operations, you know, that's something that we're talking about quite a bit. You know, there's a lot of things. we got to make sure the communication is clear and concise. Uh, I need to do better at making decisions faster and quicker and getting that information to the quarterback and being on the same page with him. So that's stuff that we're talking about uh, this morning all the way to this evening and making sure that it's, it's, it's got to improve. Why, but why? here's what I don't understand, though, Carlin. It's week three. You you, you, you had all offseason yeah. and all the training camp and the preseason to figure this out. Do you not practice with a play clock? Is there not a play clock at the practice facility where you guys are using the coach-to-quarterback headset communication where you're getting the plays in and you're running different things? I don't understand it. Like, this is something that should be figured out. This it should shouldn't not, be foreign This to should you. not be an ongoing <laughs> issue. Not in week three. No. And that's why I don't understand it. And then... Beyond that, Carl, in the game management problems, I, I, I didn't understand the decision to take a delay a game penalty at your own 36-yard line late in the third quarter against the Texans when you're down by three points, and, 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 and your kicker has that kind of range to be able to kick a 53-yard field goal. Instead, you take the penalty. It ends up being a 59-yard field goal attempt if you would have tried it, but you decide to punt. I, I, and, Carlin, all of this while you have three timeouts in your back pocket. So if you didn't know what you wanted to do in that moment when you had a scoring opportunity on fourth down, why not just take a timeout and figure it out? It's the same thing that we saw at the end of the Seattle game. Fourth and five, you let all of this time run off the clock rather than taking a timeout and pausing a beat and giving yourself a chance to figure out what you wanted to do. Rather, kick a field goal, that would have been 64 yards, or allow, allow Russell Wilson to cook on fourth and five. Those are the things that are maddening, and calling those types of decisions ultimately could lead to the locker room questioning the head coach and him potentially being undermined because they don't have any confidence that he can do the job. And, and here's the other problem, too. If I'm not mistaken, uh, the offensive coordinator behind him, because he's calling all the plays that you can talk about, is Justin Outen, who has not been an offensive coordinator before. Mm. Chris, we saw this in, in places like uh, New York last year with the Jets. When you're a rookie head coach, you cannot have rookie assistants in the coordinating spots. This is why, like, if you're if you're Nathaniel Hackett, you have to have somebody right there that you're ready to hand over the coaching reins to or the play calling reins to. Like, somebody this that's is, seasoned Chris, let's doing call that this job. what this is. This is bleeding very badly right now, and he needs a tourniquet because I know that we're talking about guys like Mike McCarthy and Matt Rule and people like this as far as being the first coach fired. 
Is that out of the realm of possibility these days that it could be Nathaniel Hackett? Not when you play your quarterback a quarter of a billion dollars. No, exactly. And this is a new and owner. And you're a new owner. Yeah. And and honestly, if it is true, it, which I believe it could be, that they hired him because they thought there were, that would help get Aaron Rodgers there, well, there, there's not many reasons to keep him at that point. And I, I want everybody to get a chance, okay? But I also, in a head coach, want somebody who can recognize, I have a major problem here. What's our best way to fix it? I can't manage the game, call the plays, and do everything at once. I can't do all of it once. Yeah. This is bigger than I thought it was. Let's adjust. Tell me if I'm wrong, okay? You're not, you're well, not, no, no, no. But tell me about if I'm wrong about this one thing. Players would respond to that, wouldn't they? Yes. Because it shows some level of accountability, Carlin. Yeah. And you can't preach accountability and not to the guys in the locker room and not be accountable for the missteps and the decisions that haven't led to the team having the success that they possibly could have. That's the problem with Nathaniel Hackett. And here's the other thing, Carlin. It's not like this is a bad football team. Yeah. They, 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 they have good a, defense. Carlin, they have a top 10 offense and a top 5 defense. But you know the problem? They're 0 for 6 in the red zone, Carlin. <laughs> it's situational. <laughs> Think about that. Situational football. You're 0 for 6 with Russell Wilson as your quarterback in the red zone? That's legit, legit how hard is to that do. Not, how is that not coaching? The other thing that we got to keep an eye on, penalties. <laughs> this is a penalized team too, Carlin. What they is got, it, 25 through two games? Yeah, they got to cut down on the penalties. Let's hit Colton in Denver on the phone lines on the Dr. Pepper call in line on ESPN Radio. Colton, what's the feeling out there right now on Hackett, man? At least. Um, he, he is the worst head coach I can even remember. It, it, it's not even close. You guys pretty much said all the reasons, but I'm sitting there. I have plenty of friends that went to the game. I heard some people saying they were like, you know, some analysis from out of Denver saying that they were booing Russell Wilson. No, those boos were all for Hackett, every single one of them. Um, we thought he did a bad job the first game. He managed to get worse the second game. Uh, it was almost <laughs> like he looks like he's trying to get fired out there. I, I just haven't seen anything like it. Uh, it's, it's embarrassing. And um, it's not like Denver doesn't have the talent, but he is making, you could clearly just see how much coaching has an effect on a team. Colton, hang in there, brother, because we feel your pain, man. It's bad. It's, it, I'm not a Broncos fan, and it hurts to watch because I know how good of a player Russell Wilson is, and I know the kind of players that they have at the skill positions, and I know what kind of defense they have. They should be a lot better than what they are, man. To struggle to win against the Texans and to catch an L to the Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks, that's unacceptable, man. It don't get much easier than that in the NFL. It don't. And then you think about the division that they play in. Carlin, you may be right. He may be the first one on deck. He I, may be the first one on deck. I can't throw away a year of Russell Wilson when I just paid him all that money. And, and I know that I extended him as long as I did, and they expect him to play a while. Every year is valuable, and I brought him in because I'm supposed to win now. And I invested. <sighs> think about everything I traded away to get that guy. And I'm going to let the head coach ruin it that quickly? I can't do Car that. Carlin, they better bank wins now. Because if you look at their schedule after the bye it, week. It's Car untenable. Carlin, Carlin start, starting in week 10, you got Tennessee Titans on the road, Las Vegas Raiders at home, Carolina Panthers at on the road. Not terrible. On the road against Baltimore, home against Kansas City, home against Arizona, on the road against the Rams, 
on the road against the Chiefs, and you finish off with the Chargers. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, get out the blowtorch. Yeah. Your season's over. That's like Liam Neeson from Taken. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Why one NFL player is keeping a very close eye on what Aaron Judge is doing right now. We'll explain. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. That ball is gone! Hitting in this era is more difficult than it's ever been. Swing and a drive, deep left field. Judge sends it way out of here. The greatest thing that I've seen covering baseball by a hitter. Well, I got to stay locked in and never let not try to think about it and, and do my job. He's the best player this franchise has seen in a very long time. High fly ball, deep left field. Just saw something very intriguing. It will not be our play of the night. And we got to talk about getting hosed again on that front in just yeah, a few minutes. Yeah, that wasn't good, big fella. No, it wasn't. I mean, you talk about really getting hosed. <laughs> Canty, how about this? Would you, just for the heck of it, put a couple of bucks on this to enjoy your night? Okay? You, you'd enjoy your night anyway. Yes. But the odds but, right but if I could make some more money. Yes. Yeah. The odds on who Aaron Judge is going to break the record against right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which team will he break it against? The Red Sox, which is this weekend, plus 125. Mm-hmm. The Blue Jays, plus 180. Orioles, plus 500. Rangers, plus 1,000. Won't hit 62, plus 1,200 tonight against the Pirates. In other words, you'd have to hit two, plus 1,400. 14 to 1 to hit two tonight. I mean, you heard Cone earlier. They're going to pitch to him. You know? Just a little fun. Just a little something Just on a, there. You know, yeah. I, I'm not talking about a lot. I'm talking yeah. about put 10 bucks on it or, yeah. or 15 bucks on it just to watch that tonight and say, like, oh, I could come out of that with a cool 150 bucks or something like that. A little 20 bucks on it. Put yeah. 20, on it. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. To win 280? Hey. 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 Plus, you're a Yankee fan. Why not? Yeah, but it, you know what, though? It would... F- would it interfere with it your would, enjoyment? No, no, no. It wouldn't do that. No, no, not at all. Yeah. But it, it feels like it would be a bit of poetic justice if he did it against the Red Sox, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess. No? No, I mean, poetic justice. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I, listen, I, I'm, I don't care about poetic justice. I want to make money. <laughs> no, but... Uh, <laughs> 
but see, here's the thing. I'm a Yankees fan. You're a Texas yes. Rangers fan, so yes. you don't care about this. Listen, I, I'm just, plus 1,000 against my the, own the, team, the, I'll the, bet the, against the Rangers. The storyline, the narrative around it, it matters to me. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Aaron Judge is an all-time great Yankee. Is it going to matter to you that much when he ends up playing in Boston next year? <laughs> wow. Why would you even speak such evil? Uh, of all the places that he could go, that one, that's interesting. Does Boston hurt more than the New York Mets? I don't know. Let's ask Aaron Judge. <laughs> Let's see what he has to say about it. If it doesn't work out free agency-wise with the Yankees, is this a place you'd consider? <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that at the end of the year. That was a Boston reporter. <laughs> he didn't rule it out. No, he's not taking anything <laughs> off the table because guess what? He, he's not leaving any money on the table. Like, that's where Aaron Judge is at with this thing right now. We know that he's going to fetch the highest price. Now, he wants to go somewhere where, where he can compete, I'm sure. Mm. But Aaron Judge is about maximizing this opportunity because he is on the other side of 30, and this is it for him. You and know, he understands let me, that. Let me and, ask you. and $400 million is not outside of the realm of possibility. No, it's not. $400 million, Carl? $40 million a year? The Yankees won't go to $400 million. They'll go to forty a year. They just won't do it for 10 years. They won't give him a 10-year contract. Somebody will, though. Somebody yes, will pay the premium to get him will. to come from New York to go somewhere else. I actually don't think Steve Cohen and the Mets would give him 10 years. Yeah. Knowing that Soto's going to be a free agent, uh, I, I think they'd be more likely to do that because of his age. But I, I, could abs- I personally believe that if he does leave the Yankees, he'll play for San Francisco. I think the Giants will pay him. He's going back out to the West Coast? I think so. I I think it would be that level of money. And they, if you look at what the Giants have for next year, they have a lot of money to spend. A lot of money to spend. Yeah. And he's from there. So, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Just the, I, I think when you think about the level of performance that he has put together in a contract year to block everything out the way he has, it compartmentalizes, you put it the other day. Yeah. Um, it speaks volumes. Here was David Cohn with us earlier today. Chris, you, you hit it right on the head. I mean, that is the point. You know, we all look, that's what we all marvel at with Aaron Judge. That, that the contract situation, as you stated at the beginning of the season, the way he handled it, you know, he wasn't happy when the Yankees came out and told everybody the offer and put the offer out in a public way. He handled it. He didn't snap. He didn't do anything but go out and put up one of the greatest offensive seasons we've ever seen. And Aaron Boone, I think, puts it best when he describes uh, Aaron Judge. He just said, this guy is built for this. He really is. I Listen, I have never been a Yankee fan. I'm more apathetic toward them as opposed to the hatred I used to have. I grew mm-hmm. up hating the Yankees. Yep. Now I'm just, bleh, whatever. And I, I can't help but be blown away by the guy. Yeah, he's a special player. He's a once-in-a-generation talent, Carlin, and it's not because of his size or because of his production, but it's how he handles himself. He has a Derek Jeter-esque quality about him. He does. I mean, he seems like, you know, he's above all of the nonsense. He always says the right thing. He does the right thing. Even when he's around town, he's not involved with any controversy or scandals. New York hasn't proven to be too big for him. Let's face it. He's not only a face of baseball in New York City. He's the face of baseball, period. Mm Mm-hmm. That, that, that's who he is. I mean, Shohei Otani might be right there, but, I mean, it's Aaron Judge. And so the fact that he's handled it with so much class and so much dignity, not to mention he's putting together an all-time season, I, I just think it speaks to the sports character of the individual 
And that's why there will be teams this winter that are willing to pay the premium, that are willing to go the extra years in order to bring him into their organization because there are intangibles there that you just can't teach. And those intangibles, you hope, lead to developing a championship culture. Right now, to win the Triple Crown, Caesar Sportsbook. Aaron Judge, even money. Oh. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Speaking of money, we are going to attempt to make you some tonight. After I got a little greedy, but frankly, we just, we completely got hosed. Got hosed. My instincts across the board were correct. We should have took the layup, though. Yes. We I didn't had, take the layup. We had a layup, and we didn't take the layup. I passed it out for the three. Yes. And it was an open three, but it was bricked. And it was not me. It was the Tampa Rays. Canty and Carlin, ESPN <laughs> Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You can't miss Canty and Carlin, pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN Radio. We have not hammered Michael Kessler enough. Who is Michael Kessler? He's a 20-year-old Yankee fan who was sitting in the bleachers last night and ended up on the bottom of the pile getting the Aaron Judge 60th home run. And what did he do? He gave the ball back right to Aaron Judge. And he ended up getting a picture out of it and getting a signed bat out of it. But that ball is estimated to somewhere be worth around $100,000 right now. First of all, here's the kid on the decision. Let's hear from him and what he had to say. One more thing. If you may, I just, what would you say to him? I don't know. I just try anything to come back next year. Help the heart and soul of the ball club. Yeah. Guess what? It's, Red Sox give him $5 million more. Forget about heart and soul. He's playing in Boston. Yeah, so. let, me, let me tell you something, Michael Kessler. You giving Aaron Judge back his 60th home run ball is not going to influence whether or not he comes back to the Yankees. Just nope. putting that out there. But, man, he's such a poor kid, man. I feel bad for him because everybody is criticizing his decision to give Aaron Judge the ball back. No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're 20 and you turn down 200 grand or 100 grand by not keeping the ball for a day. I'd sell that ball immediately. But it, it is a memento for Aaron Judge, though. It's good think for about, him. Think, think, about, it, it, though. think is, about it, though. He's tying Babe Ruth for the most home runs or the second most home runs in Yankees Chris, history. You know he's doing something irresponsible right there. You know he is. That's I'm not, irresponsible. I'm not. If, if, so, if you go and buy a lottery ticket and it wins, you do not hand it back to the guy who sold it to you. You don't do that. And that's, in essence, what he did. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I understand where the kid is coming from. Yeah, that's great. You're a nice kid. You're also going to be in debt in three years, probably. Good chance. Well, well if you can hand back that kind of baseball, then, <laughs> you know, no one is going to be worth Oh, a rich kid got the ball. Is I'm that what we're saying? saying? It could be. You think it could be. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. The kid's real last name is Bezos, and I missed it. <laughs> Come on. Saying. 
Uh, I don't care if the kid's last name was Bezos. You don't give up two hundred grand or hundred grand. Uh, you know, maybe he felt like he was doing the right thing. Though I'm sure he did. And you know what? Every time, if it were me, and I thought in the moment I'm doing the right thing, I like to think I'm a decent guy. I like to think it. It doesn't mean it's true. But every time I saw that Aaron Judge picture now with me. That would tick me off. But here's the other thing, though. If Aaron Judge really wanted that baseball and you were asking for the moon and the stars and he was like, ah, I can't do that for you, and you ended up selling it away from him, like Aaron Judge is always going to remember, you know what, there was this kid that caught my 60th home run, wouldn't give me the ball. That kind of sucked. If you're a real Yankees fan, it would feel you would feel bad about that part. Yeah, I wouldn't. Not when he's going to go and get $400 million Let, let's this be, Let's be clear. I would sell the baseball, too. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. Last night in the Rays-Astros game, we had given you as the play of the day the Astros who were plus 130 to win the game against the Rays because the Rays had Scott McClanahan out there pitching who has been very good this year. So the the Astros were underdogs in the game, and the over-under in the game was six. Mm-hmm. So instead of just taking the plus 130, and just say, hey, let's make it simple. Put it on the the Astros to win tonight on the money line. We could have cashed right there. But no, I had to get cute. And I said, I, I mean, the over is six. We think the Astros and the Rays combined aren't going to score five, going to score six runs or seven runs combined. So, Chris, after five innings, after four and a half, it was five nothing Strohs. No, we were good. We're in great shape. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. Scoreless the rest of the way, including in the ninth inning when the Rays loaded the bases. Yeah. Hell no. You can't, a two-run single's not going to kill anybody here. Even even to get the push on half the parlay, you still get the win money. What? Mm-hmm. Come on. We got, let's just call it what it is. There are times that you just get hosed and there's nothing you can do about it. No, we got greedy. That's what happened. All right, well, that's part of it, too. Yeah, pigs get slaughtered. I choose not to accept any blame, so we did get a little bit greedy. But tonight, we're going to keep it very simple. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. All right, let's just make it simple. Like I said, Aaron Judge, they hit a home run tonight. Caesar Sportsbook, plus 175. Love it. Love it. All Let's just over go there. It. All over it. Let's just go there. That's it. And by the way, anybody being just plus 175 to hit a home run, I mean, that's absurd to begin with. But yeah. that's where we are with Aaron Judge. Yeah. Off the charts. No question. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is. Three and out. Three and out brought to you by Indeed. Need new hires? You need Indeed.com slash credit. On Sunday, Justin Fields asked after the game about the fans and about how the players take it hard and losing. And Justin Fields, well, we know what he said. He basically said the fans are not fully, the fans are not invested like we are. Here was Fields earlier today uh, making up for, or at least trying to, for what he said. I was mad after the game, and I'd like to address this now to get everything cleared up, but, you know, there was a thing that I said on Sunday after the game where I said, you know, the fans don't put in work, and when I was first off, um, you know, I was frustrated after the game, so, you know, number one, I didn't want to come and talk to you guys. Um, I wasn't in the mood to come and talk to you guys, so, um, you know, I should have did a better job explaining what I meant by that, but um, when I meant 
by that was I'm talking about work regarding the game on Sunday, winning the game. You know, I don't know any fans. I don't know what they're doing in their personal lives. Um, and I respect every fan that we have. I'm, you know, glad that we have fans. So, you know, I would never disrespect, you know, anybody on what they do or what they love to do. Um, and, you know, that was, you know, it came off like that. And of course, you know, some social media outlets, they, you know, quoted my quote and, you know, they got a big buzz out of it. So, of course, they did a great job doing that. And of course, social media is going to do that. But yeah, I just wanted to clear that up. No, it wasn't out of context. Come on, come on man. No. Stop, bro. Like, don't start blaming nope. social media outlets for taking it and getting clicks. You said it. Own it. Yep. That's a part of my problem with young players, man. Just own that. Own it and move on. It was on. crap when it came out of your mouth. You were frustrated. You were emotional. That part of it, the initial part of his statement, is true. And everybody can understand that. But when you try to deflect and when you try to absolve yourself of any responsibility— that's when I have a problem with it. Justin Fields got some growing up to do on and off the football field. Bridget Condit of NFL Network tweeted this. Trevor Lawrence, 0-9 on the road. The only quarterback to lose his first nine road games and win his 10th. That's Peyton Manning, who beat the Chargers in week three of his second season. Trevor Lawrence plays the Chargers week three of his second season. Hello. You believe in coincidences? No, he's going to lose this week. He's going to lose this game? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but if he wins this game. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, then it's a nice little goinky dick. It, it, listen, if he wins this game, are you all in on the Jaguars winning the AFC South? I don't know how you can't be because it, the AFC South is awful. It's like me walking into a preschool classroom and lauding myself for being the tallest person in the room. <laughs> This, that, that's what it would be. The mayhem moment brought to you by Allstate. Get protected from mayhem this year when you switch and save with Allstate. Our guy Paul Feinbaum right now top four in college football, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan. So who on the outside could get into the top four? Here's Paul Feinbaum this morning on Get Up. What did Lincoln Riley do after he got the job? He, he went shopping. Uh, he had a big cat. Well, I don't know what he had, but he went out there and, and got the best players he could. He got one of the best quarterbacks and he went to Pittsburgh and however he got Jordan Addison he got him and it really matters and he's got a really good team the defense is still scary to me in terms of not having proven itself they have to go to Utah which is a much better team than we all thought two weeks ago after losing to Florida but uh, they've got a pretty smooth path ahead USC what do you think points come easy for USC man they, they really do. do with Caleb Williams as your quarterback I, I, I mean I'm looking at all of these other teams that he's got listed on here in the top four I don't think any of them score as easy as USC. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I do believe at the end of the year that we are going to see USC in the playoff. Really? I do. So who's out? I'm not convinced the Big Ten gets two teams here. So Michigan. Mm. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus.